0: The following is a sermon from Pastor Timothy Borman and Sure Foundation, a church located in Woodside, Queens, New York, the world's most diverse community. For more information and for more audio content, go to sure-foundation.org. And we're going to meditate on our gospel lesson, which is Luke 17, and you can find that on page 13 in your bulletins. So I want to go ahead and read that for you now. But before, would you please stand for our gospel? We read, Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. And if they repent, forgive them. If they sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive them. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, Be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after the sheep. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready, and wait on me while I eat and drink? After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? so you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise be be to you, you, O Christ. You may be seated. Today, what we're looking at really is heavy stuff. Today, Jesus stops for a moment in the final months of his life as he approaches Jerusalem to to die and to rise again and he has something serious to say. He turns away for a moment from the Pharisees and the tax collectors that he was preaching the scriptures to and he looks to his disciples and he says, it would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck. Can you hear how heavy this is? A millstone around their neck. This is, this is intense. We're talking about a stone the size of a donkey that was used to grind up grain into flour. This was a massive circular stone that usually actually had a hole in the middle of it about the size of someone's neck. And it was tied to a donkey by a rope, and that donkey would just circle around and around and around until the job was done. This is heavy stuff. So when Jesus said this to his disciples, they must have been shocked by the imagery. This isn't just someone weighted down with a couple of rocks and then thrown into the water. No, this is much worse. If you put a millstone around your neck, it is very likely that the weight of the stone would first break your neck, if not kill you. And then if it didn't kill you in that moment, it would paralyze you. And then when you were thrown into the water, into the depths of the sea, you would drown. And you wouldn't be able to do anything. You'd be paralyzed. There'd be no chance of escape. There'd be no chance of rescue. You'd be lost forever. So watch yourselves. Now, I'm not a father to to little ones yet. But Jesus' words here still sink in really deep. I can hear you, Jesus. I can hear you when you say that things that cause people to stumble are bound to come but Jesus, I'm worried right now and I'm more worried than ever because I know that these things have come through me before. I can remember the times where I've led my friends, even my own sisters, to sin. And now in this moment, I'm, I'm really worried because what if I do it again and what if I do it again, but this time with my own kids? What if I mess up when they're eight years old And then they're in trouble when they're 18. What if they give up faithfully hearing your word and listening to your promises instead and they pull towards the sounds of the flesh, the evil in this world? Jesus, I can't do this. I can't do this. Increase my faith. This is hard. This is heavy stuff. You've tried and you've tried and tried again, but it's hard and you're at the end of your rope. Not only are you trying to forget about that millstone, not only are you worried about it, but at the same time, you're trying to find out how to forgive over and over and over again. And it's not easy. It's not easy when it's Thanksgiving all over again And your relative, who you know is a conservative, is sitting right across from you, and you know that the conversations you guys are about to have are going to get heated. It's not easy when your siblings take your stuff without asking. Or even worse, when they tear you down for what you think or believe. It's not easy when your spouse doesn't communicate with you. Or doesn't recognize when, when you're sad or even when you're happy. It's not easy when your spouse picks and picks at every little thing that you do wrong. It's not. It's hard. You've been disappointed over and over again. And you're starting to feel hopeless because you know it's going to happen again. It's starting to feel like torture. You try to forgive over and over again, but you can't. It's hard. You're between a a hard place and a big rock. And now you go to Jesus in prayer, like you're banging on the doors of heaven, and he says this to you through his word. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day, and seven times come back to you saying, I repent. You must forgive them. Seven times? I mean, by the seventh time that that person comes back to you, you're going to say, you're not sorry. You wouldn't be doing this anymore. Jesus, you're telling me that if someone wrongs me as completely and as fully as another person could wrong a human being, that if they repent, I have to forgive them? No wonder the disciples were led to say, increase our faith. This seems like it's impossible. This is like superhuman standards. And now you and I, we're in the same boat. We're led to pray to our Savior, and we're led to ask Him, increase our faith. And you know what He says to us? He says, if you have faith, as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea.'" and it will obey you. Wait, what? Jesus, I asked you to increase my faith. Please, just tell me you're going to do it. Tell me you'll increase my faith. Oftentimes, the response that we want, it doesn't heal the wounded heart but it's the response that we need, that's what gives us strength and assurance. There is nothing wrong with your faith. It's not a matter of how weak or strong it is, but it's that you have faith. It's about who you have faith in. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed in your Savior, you could tell that tree to get out of the ground and go into the sea and it will listen to you. It is so important for us today to recognize what Jesus is saying to his disciples. It's so important for us today to understand what Jesus is teaching us here in Luke 17. Jesus points us to him. He points us to our faith in him. If you have faith in him, you are not worried. If you have an understanding of what he's done for you, if you have an ounce of understanding that you are a sinner saved by grace, if the Holy Spirit has led you to believe that he is the living message of the gospel, you will be able to forgive. If you know what he's done for you, and you know that he did it for you, your guilt is gone. If you see the beauty of Christ, your King, who became a servant, who went to the cross to suffer for you, who died on that very same cross to pay your debt, then the Holy Spirit has worked a faith inside of your hearts that can do the impossible. The Holy Spirit has worked a faith in your hearts that is focused on Christ your Savior, a faith that is as unlimited as God's power itself. You have even more than you can possibly imagine. There's a story about about a father and a son who are desperate to find some help. The the, the son, he had... um, an unclean spirit inside of him. And it actually got to a point where he was convulsing and just foaming at the mouth. And he couldn't walk. He couldn't speak. All he could do was just lay there while the painful spirit hurt him. The father didn't know what to do. He actually went to Jesus' disciples and he asked them to help him, but they couldn't do it And then, like a good physician, Jesus approaches and he asks the dad, he says, how long has this been going on? And the father says, it's been happening since childhood. Imagine how helpless that father must have been. I mean, dads are supposed to protect their children, right? And so he begs Jesus, if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us, And you know how Jesus responds? He says this. If you can. If you can. Everything is possible for one who believes. And then this is where the dad says a very well-known verse from Scripture. In Mark 9, 24, he says, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. If you can, there is nothing that our God can't do. Our God commanded a spirit to come out of that boy and it came out. It is the will of God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit that our faith is able to forgive and that it does. And therefore, we are able to do it. When it comes to these impossible things in our lives, serving our Lord, guiding our children, forgiving our brothers and sisters, our husbands and wives, if we have faith, they are possible. We can't plan to lead or to serve or to guide without our God because he is our rock. He is our God in whom we trust. He's our foundation. The world that we live in today, it might be based on feelings and it might be based on this idea that because I'm worried about that millstone, because I'm mad at that person, that I can't do it. But that's not you and me. You and I, we're different. We have faith in our Savior. We have been blessed with a faith that doesn't look at our feelings in these hardest moments of life, but it's focused on our Savior. It's focused on what he's done for us and his promises to us in his word. And so when we've raised our children up, when we've guided our friends and our families towards God and his promises and his word, when we've forgiven our brothers and sisters, our husbands and wives, we can say, we've only done our duty. We are unworthy servants. We are humble servants with a God who has led us to his word and has forgiven us. So forget about that millstone. Forgive your brothers and sisters and serve the Lord with gladness. Your God is so strong. Amen.